Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Emergency Nine Golf Podcast. We hope uh, everyone had a good New Year. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. We've been off for a couple of weeks with the holidays, but we're back. This is January 2nd, 2024. Uh, gents, Happy New Year. Happy New Year's, boys. Happy New Year. Everybody have a good night. No drama. <laughs> yeah. Uh, New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve. <laughs> or tonight. <laughs> wow. I'm hoping no, tonight will be easy. <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> Bringing heavy hitters are coming out tonight. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Happy New Year to our listeners. Sorry for no show last week, but the uh, Christmas holiday had us all busy with families and activities. And plus, we just needed a week off before we hit this this stretch here that we got the first first event of the season. Um. We are back. The PJ Tour is back officially this week to kick off the season like it should the first first event of the year in the actual calendar year. So um, before we do that, gents, what are you guys drinking? I don't have anything. <laughs> Not yet. I don't know. I still may go get something, but I was oh, rushing okay. around and I don't even have a drink. So it's oh, nothing good to talk okay. about. McLean? Uh, Tori and I are doing dry January. So... She's out of town, and I'm drinking 1792. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's great! Made it all the way to the second. There you go. I uh, I'm actually doing a not really a dry January. I can't call it that, but I'm I'm taking the next three weeks off. Nice. Next three weeks off, we go. We have a little little vacation to Mexico, and uh, in three weeks, and so I'm gonna. Not drink until that vacation. So Good for you. So I think this is a, this is a a light part of the schedule. You know, as far as social activities goes, I basically yeah. have like one like I know like party that I have to go to and just not drink at a party. But I can I can do that. Yeah, you can do that. Hold a beer and just like act like you're drinking and don't. Yeah, drink. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> just pour it out in the yard. <laughs> go to the bathroom, pour it down the sink, and then just hold it <laughs> filled with water. <laughs> no, no, no. I got a full one. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Whatever it takes. So, uh, yeah, just one drink for the three of us right now. Yeah, this is a weird podcast. Very weird. This is 2024 is off to an odd start. <laughs> Had I had known that you guys weren't going to be drinking, I, I would have probably like held out. But I was like, what's the podcast <laughs> drink? You know, what am I going to do for the segment? You know, like, I got to have I gotta have one. I'm going to have one. <laughs> I do one. Nice. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Um, all right. So let's let's get into this. Um, do we have any lingering 2023 thoughts? I don't want to do like a 2023 recap or anything like that, but anything obviously the I guess the the big news that we'll be carrying over is uh PJ Tour and the PIF, like we all kind of thought they pushed back their random arbitrary. No one's holding him to deadline, which is now going to be the Masters. I think Yasir's waiting for his invitation for a membership Masters week, and that's... <laughs> it's coming. Uh, Not really. So no news there. We were hoping to have some sort of news. I just want to stop talking about it, um, but that's this is going to keep dragging on and just be the f- fucking nightmare that it is forever. Yeah, I don't think you're getting away from it. <laughs> <Any of us. laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Well, the yeah, other the other topic, obviously, rollback is a big a big thing lingering over. I love how McLean sends a text. You know, I said, "Hey guys, we good for the second? You know, what do we want to do?" McLean's like, "Yeah, we can do like a season preview, touch on rollback, and then make our picks for century." I mean, we mean t- touch on rollback. You just try to slide that in, force you that into any conversation. You're, I think, I swear to God, you're. You're out at a bar with buddies, and someone's like, "Man, did you see the Chiefs last week?" I know. I think they're going to. There was rumors they're going to roll back the football, and you know, <laughs> like you just try. I think you slide that into any conversation you can. Uh, I love it. I love it, man. You know, we did have a nice mic moment when we were at a uh, our Christmas party, and one of our employees, his wife, is a big sports fan, and they she brought up live and the pga tour and mike took his coat off he rolled up his sleeves well so and he started doing this and i was like oh man this is this is happening right now this is real and he was he not doing well so here's hard. the thing i actually took the jacket off and rolled the sleeves up just as like a joke and then and then she started the, then she started the firepower talking. then she started talking and i couldn't back down i i could have just <laughs> let her but I couldn't just I couldn't let her spew the stuff that she was spewing and I just couldn't back down and I you know me. Um, had to do it. I was challenged and I took that personally. Fair. That you, sound like you, you were ready. <laughs> you were, doesn't sound like you. And then I immediately regretted it. I'm like, what the fuck did I just do? Like, what, and your what? wife took some videos. So that Yeah, my wife took videos and then of course sent them to Jay. So, you know. That's great. We need to get that on social media. <laughs> It'll be blocked because there's probably a ton of curse words. Yeah, there were there were a few. Yeah, Mike, Mike got baited <laughs> into that. I did get baited, and I just I took the jacket off and rolled the sleeves up, just like ah ha ha ha. Yeah, let's let's I'm gonna pick a fight here, <laughs> not knowing that I actually was gonna get into a fight. That was a good thirty minutes. It's too long. It's like, a, and then I even actually McLean, you'll love this. She kept on cutting me off and interrupting me and yelling. I'm like, God, you're like fucking arguing with McLean. <laughs> uh, i love that sounds like a very intelligent girl I'm she had of. no idea who i was talking about but i jay did <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic uh, <laughs> so yeah no live pga tour news they're still talking and push the date back and this will be hanging over our head well the only thing Longer. i would the only thing i would say on live that's interesting right now is what are they doing with John Rom? What do you mean? Well, he doesn't have a team. They're a month away. Oh, from the true. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. I got he's you. not listed on any rosters. He's not even listed on their website yet as a player, even though you know he's the front headline um, on their website. I was literally just looking at it because it's what what is the option? What I've seen so far is that they said that there's he could go to a couple of teams that have some space open. Um, potentially take over the cliques, which Martin Keimer's a non-contracted captain right this second. We only have like um, two people, right? Yeah, well, there's a couple teams with that. I mean, there's another team, uh, Cam Smith's team has two openings as well. But you, I can't see them pairing those two together because they're going to want high-profile players in the captain seat, most likely, if I just had to take well, a guess. Well, and the, the players are going to want it because allegedly the captains get an ownership stake, an equity stake. Correct, correct. And you know that had to be part of it. But it did say... In negotiations that that was kind of what they promised he'd be able to form his own team and he would be the 13 13th team and there was there was a name there was one name of a, a i think it was a spaniard that i didn't recognize that he had gotten to join live i haven't seen that yet um let me 
try to Google it and see if I can find it real fast. It's a good radio. Yeah. <laughs> Pause while I search this. Uh, Adri Arnaz. Oh, he's a good player. Sure. You serious? I've never heard of him. Yeah, he's a good player. Been playing predominantly on the DP World Tour. He is ranked 194th in the world, Spaniard. So he has signed, allegedly, that was just a report from a week or two ago, um, signed to be on his team, but we don't know what his team is yet. Interesting. Yeah, he's from Spain as well. So you got to think that he's got some connection there with him. Uh, he's won once on the DP World Tour. Uh, it says that... Hold, please. Uh, I'm trying to see where he finished up this season. More good radio. Oh, we're killing it. We're killing it. <laughs> uh, some of these guys are probably tired of hearing us talk anyway, so they're like, yeah, it's, it's okay. Um, yeah, RJ Arno. silence in our car while they research... <laughs> Thanks for getting all this stuff done before the start of the pod. So he's played in 123 events um, on the DP World Tour. He made 12 out of 23 cuts last year. Not a great year. Uh, He does have 3.6 million in career earnings. Played in a made 77 of 123 cuts. So he's had some decent years out there. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I recognize his name just because I follow golf at, at a weird, very weird level. Um, as you guys do as well, but I mean, it's not a complete you. stiff like some of the guys they have out there. No, no, he's like, won he on the played, DP World Tour. I mean, he can obviously can play. Yeah, well, he's ranked inside the top 200 in the world, and you don't know who he is, which tells me the guy's a stick. Um, I guarantee you he'd give Chase Kepka three aside. <laughs> There's a lot of guys in the top 200 in the world that you've never heard of. Oh yeah, exactly. I right. mean. It's every year. We, I mean, well, now it's everything's changed a little bit. But in the past, you'd get these WGC events and it, you know, 70 plus guys, and you get at least 20 that were from across the world that you've like, I have no idea who this guy is. How did they get into the top, you know, 75 in the world? Yeah. He finished they, 25th on the DP World Tour in 2022, 83rd last year. Um, does have one win out there. And I mean, the guy's, he's, he's played in a good bit of high level golf. I don't know how many PJ Tour events he's played. But he's at least played in a good a, a good amount of you know high level golf. Um, what uh, did you guys read that article I sent you? Uh, Dylan the chair uh, did kind of an inside live golf PGA tour the whole kind of breakdown of where each league kind of stands now as far as their their product goes and money and viewership and players and kind of just did a little deep dive. Not I thought it was going to be more into like he had inside 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 insight on the negotiations but it was more just his take um looking at it from all sides and it said the thing that caught me is is liz revenue for 2023 was less than a hundred million dollars total and only two to three million made on tv that's crazy i i saw another report someone responded when he had posted it on on twitter someone reported oh my my uh sources said they made 60 million so Dylan just said under a hundred. This other guy was saying, I forget who it was, said sixty million in re- total revenue. Mm, gosh, that's not good. Well, they only had what I'm seeing here. Their the PJ Tour was 
nine times the viewership of the live, which obviously is not surprising, but 200 viewers, 200,000 viewers. I don't know if that's one, one event, yeah. but, but no, they still, said like, yeah, it, that golf central was beating it in the, in the ratings. Yeah, that's not good. They haven't cracked that code yet. And I don't know what it's going to take, but I mean, I don't know what the long-term plan looks like. Obviously it sounds like a partnership, but in terms of trying to unlock that code and if all of a sudden you're able to combine these events with both PJ tour and live, obviously you'll have the PJ tour viewership start tuning in. And I'm sure that's part of their end game, but if it stays the way it is, which is somewhat segregated at this moment, um, I think the only way it picks up, I mean, quite honestly, the golf channel has to start showing it to start with. Um, you can't have it on the CW. That's <laughs> yeah. just not, I couldn't, I couldn't find the CW on my cable package right now. Well, so here's the thing though. That was the, what was in the article is the CW is in double the amount of households that the golf channels in. I believe that. It but still it, got it that. Little it viewers. still was three times as many viewers. But I think, that's Central just versus... those, I think that's one of those just odd stats because ultimately the golf, uh, golf channel for a lot of packages is something that you have to opt in for. Mm-hmm. Whereas the CW is just one of those outliers that's included in every single cable package. Yeah. That's like TBS for TNT or whatever. Exactly. But I don't know. There was a couple, couple interesting tidbits in that, in that article. Um, you know, a lot, actually, a lot of it is kind of some of the stuff that we, we've even talked about is they, they both kind of have to do this deal now for various reasons. Um, I just I, I don't see it kind of going parallel paths and just doing their own thing because they they're going to gonna have to converge at some point. They have you, to. You're going to have to have they're going to have to have, you know, dual sanctioned events, co-sanctioned events. You know, that's the only way you're going to create. If they if if they want to create some buzz on their tour, they need to have these co-sanctioned events. Where oh, I'm watching, you know, live guys go against these guys in the same same event, and then that's the only get some of that spillover for the some of those events that are not co-sanctioned. In my opinion, um, you know, think that the same reasons that we've already we've said for the last two years, there's no history on any of those events. I mean, and and you still don't know the format and a number of things, but. You know, the biggest thing is the viewership. And the only way you're going to get that is to kind of pull from some of these other tours. I mean, even if it was a DP, a DP World Tour event that's co-sanctioned, you'd get more viewers. Oh, yeah. And I think that Liv has done something really well to the standpoint of they've gotten it to a point that now the PGA Tour benefits from partnering with them. They have at least gotten that far to where it, it benefits both parties. Obviously, Liv more so than the PGA Tour. But at this point, it creates a storyline. It creates interest in a sport that is all of a sudden moving in an odd direction and needs to find kind of a, 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 a path that this provides storyline drama, um, the stuff that every TV network's trying to find. I mean, my goodness, if you were to host a, you know, it's like they talk about right now, if you're to host a Ryder cup formatted event with live versus the PGA tour and you had tiger, you know, captaining the PGA Tour team and Phil hosting the Live team, it'd be the biggest watch golf tournament of all time, and it very, that very well may be true. 
So there's a story there now. There's enough of separation. And, you know, what the reason we watch sports is for the competition to watch the team. Like, for example, I'm currently watching the Duke game because I hate Duke. I'm currently (laughs) hoping that Syracuse beats Duke. Liv has people now that are so, you know, involved in, or uh, I shouldn't say involved, but they have such an allegiance to the PGA Tour that they want to see that sort of competition. Um, I think there's an opportunity now where they've they've generated that sort of um separation and allegiances to one side or the other that it it's it's a it's a good competition, you know, regardless of what the score ends up. I just think it's something that people will tune into. Yeah. If they if they can work this thing out to have some of these co-sanctioned events, which obviously it doesn't sound like it's gonna happen this year because I've already got schedule out both of them. But yeah, in the future, you know. It's good guys versus bad guys. It's heroes versus villains. Like you want to watch, you know, the villain. You want to see if he's actually going to get crushed by the the heroes. It's every it's every you know movie that you've ever seen. It's the same thing, um, and I I think it's intriguing and people are going to want to tune in if they do play against each other. They're going to want to see that. And same thing when we watch in the majors. We're we keep an eye on that. I mean, that's that creates some buzz when you're watching the majors and these guys. Some of the guys are still in it. Um, but if you had, uh, again, this, these events that they're all playing in the same, same event more often, uh, and maybe there's some, you know, uh, tally that's being kept on the back end, you know, I think something like that, I, I'm sure that will, if they did do some, some events like that, if that would come out, uh, well, you know, live guys have finished, you have know, got more top tens, more top 25s, more wins, you know, that would be, that would be a, uh, you know, a news, you know, a newsworthy event. Well, there's an interesting quote um, from Rory in that, from an, another interview or article he he was in uh, previous, I think it was with the interview he did with John Huggin about a month or so ago. He he kind of was like posing a question to himself was what would the perfect golf calendar look like? And Rory's answer to his own question was probably something very different than what we have now. Yeah. So... Like, like we've kind of talked about, I think it's they're going to have to blow it up and just kind of almost start new. You know what I mean? I mean, there's going to yeah. be a lot of familiar stuff, obviously, but the yeah. whole thing has got to. Something, I mean, you, this is just me spitballing here, but what if they were to get it to a point to where you take the top, top, top 12 guys from the PJ Tour, top 12 guys from Live, and host a similar Ryder Cup formatted event on awesome. a yearly basis. Awesome. Um, we've talked about historically of trying to figure out how do we incorporate the team game more in different formats into the PJ Tour schedule. And I'm not saying Live has it nailed with their team format. I don't think that they necessarily do at this point either. But we see some of these events are like, man, we'd love to see more stuff like that. I think there's a lot of opportunity there um, to potentially have an event where you have the top 12 PJ tour guys go against the top 12 live guys. And that'd be a, a big time event. The thing is though, that would mean they're still kind of doing their own thing, right? Where I think this is all trying to to mesh back together here at some point, they're all going to be on the same tour. You, at least they better be. I mean, I don't, I I really hope they don't keep live live because part of it is I want, there's about a dozen guys on live that I want back on the PGA tour and back playing on the same, same venue, same tournaments. Like that's, that's kind of the whole end goal here. What should be the end goal is to get all the best players in the world. That's what everyone keeps saying back together again. So and if I that's think the case will. and there is no live versus PGA tour at that point. 
Well, the way I see it is that there's going to be, they will all be playing on the same tour, but the events will count towards both. I don't think that the live team format is necessarily going away. I also don't think the PGA tour is all of a sudden going to go entirely into a team competition as well, where you start having teams the way that live has it. I think there are going to be live events and there's going to be PGA tour events. I just think ultimately you could have from an individual perspective, not counting towards the team aspect of it on live, not counting towards the individual aspect of it just on the PGA tour, but to where you say, all right, in all of the events, these top 12 guys that are their home course, for example, is the PGA tour and the live guys home course is the live tour um, to where you take the top 12 guys. All the events count individually has nothing to do with their team format and, and live but you take 12 versus 12 and you have a shootout. And I just, I just think it would be a, a made for TV event. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be cool. I mean, I'd, I'd like, especially given the circumstances and the atmosphere that we have right now. I mean, I, yeah, it would be awesome. Oh yeah. Just, with the drama and the back and yeah. forth and the bitterness. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't know the logistics of how it would work to merge that quickly though. I just don't see how they would just, I mean, what do you do with the the guys who haven't played in a you know uh, sanctioned event and it will be three years? You know, how do these guys? How do they just come back to the PJ Tour? What if you what if you've stayed on the PJ Tour and you qualified and you've got your status and all of a sudden, oh, Dustin Johnson's back, Brooks Kepka's back. Uh, wh- wh- why do they get spots all of a sudden? You know, yeah, that's a, that's well, a really good point. How do they? How do they just merge and everybody's got a place to play? Like, it, I think that's it's going to be tough. I think. I don't know. That's just the that's the vision I see is that they they keep the live tour around for another two to three years, and they do some co-sanctioned events to the point where, okay, everyone who has a a chance to earn earn status on either one, you know, you can go flop back and forth. I guess if you want to, or or live just says, look, we're playing enough so co-sanctioned events. We're just the tour is going to dissipate. I just, I don't know. I just, it's hard for me to believe that they would just say, oh, yeah, we're just going to merge and we're going to keep the PGA Tour name and Liv's gone. Uh, we're just going to let all these, you know, 30 guys back on the PGA Tour. I mean, if I were Max Homa, Tony Finau, uh, Jordan Spieth, you know, all these top guys, you know, even the guys like Justin Thomas in the, you know, top 50, you know, top 75, I mean, I would be pissed if these guys just came right in and took a spot for me. I mean, well, somehow he just down you too it, far. McLean, are you just going to bypass that? He just tried to slide that in there. You almost ignored it. It's like you would, he tries to slide that in there. Like you try to what slide do you say? I missed, it. I missed it. I missed it. <laughs> I missed it. I apologize. <laughs> he was just talking about, you know, you know, like the top 50, top 75, you know, like Justin Thomas and those guys. Oh, they're going to be Lord. pissed. Oh, Lord. Get out of here. Get out oh. of here. I saw Justin Thomas that earlier. I wanted to send it over, and I've I've, I've got to see if I can find it because it showed that he's like eighth all time of. So I I'll, I'm going to go back and find this. That I don't want to I don't want to regurgitate oh, sure. something that's not correct. Um, but on the backside of that, one thing I will say is that when it comes to merging these guys and allowing guys to come back onto the PGA Tour, whatever status that you have, for example. When we bring up a Justin or a Dustin Johnson from past winner status, if he's able to utilize what he's earned, he doesn't have a current card, but the amount of events he's able to get in as a past winner, I feel like that's justified. And I, yeah. I feel like there's other guys where it's different. If you don't have any of that past status, you've got to go on and earn your way back onto the tour. You're eligible, but you got to go play your way back on. Um, yeah. 
Whereas a guy like a Dustin Johnson has over 20 wins on the PGA tour, he's going to get in more events. John Rahm, he's going to get in more events. And I feel like I'm okay with that because they earned that. That's not being given to them. They're not saying, Hey, here's your PGA tour card. They're saying, Hey, you can play with what status you have currently that you've earned. And I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Andy, Andy Ogletree is not just getting on the tour and yeah, taking a correct. spot from somebody. Correct. But you know, at, at the same time, you know, then we, then you bring up, you know, the, you know, one how how far down the line is this going to be? Like, if if it's two years from now, um, you know, Dustin Johnson after you know four years of not playing on the tour, I mean, I don't know how many, I don't know what his status looked like, past champion status, maybe that one time. I mean, there's a couple categories that he He'd could be utilize: a career money list, career money list, past champion, but still, it's not. It's not automatic, you know. There's there's some past champion status is not great. Um, now, granted, I'm sure he get plenty of sponsor exemptions. He can get the max that he he would be able to get. Everyone would probably give it to him, but he's one of a few. Uh, you know, like I said, yeah. you've got Brooks Kepka, Dustin, John Rahm. Those guys could probably come back and have no problem playing in you know some events and earning their way back on there. But like those middle middle ground guys, um, Pat Perez. See you later, buddy. Sorry, you know you don't have a spot anymore. Ferry. That's um, exactly right. And but, I'm good but with that. The money, the money that. side of it too is is the other part. Like uh, again, I I do think there's got to be some type of of penalty um for those guys in a sense. Like uh, if you can if all of a sudden you're to, to leave the tour without their without the grace of, of of the tour and the commissioner, uh, and you were willing and you knew the consequences of it, you took that payday, that's great. But there's got to be some type of penalty, some type of fine to come back, even if the tours combine. You know, granted, I'm sure they're going to fight for those players and say, you know, hey, you know, they deserve to come back. We're not going to make the deal if you don't give it back to them. But at the same time, I, I think that's only logical for the PGA Tour to be like, hey, we'll, we're going to merge. But I mean, we, we had guys that stood by our side here and now we're we're going to just let these guys come back and, and play and use whatever status they have and the 400, 300 million that they that they got. I mean. I, I, you'd have a you'd have a lot of guys that would be really better, um, and a lot of sponsors I think would be better about that too. I don't. Totally yeah, it's gonna be some punishment. Well, I don't think the sponsors yeah. necessarily because I think the sponsors are like, hey, if you can get these guys back into my tournament, I'm good with it. Sure, yeah, to a certain I, extent, I, I think. But you're also the sponsorship is about public uh, perception and how they view the tour, how they view your company, and if they think that you're you're doing something slightful. Um, it can leave a, a negative connotation to your viewers. I think that marketing side of that is very tricky. You know, that, why do you think you see guys make one mistake, say one bad word, and they, you know, I hate to bring up Justin Thomas again, but I thought that was yeah. unfair what he said. I mean, he said a bad, bad sure. thing, but I don't think he should lose, you know, a $50 million sponsorship because of that. I think that's the other part, you know, I think with the marketing side, how finicky it is. So I don't, we'll see how that all shakes down, but, um, I think it's something that's that's going to come up in, in conversations, and it's going to be a a, a a topic. I don't disagree with that. No, I, I don't disagree with that. There's some murky waters there, but I think overall, as we all know, money's going to play the biggest part in this thing. And I don't think. I mean, just take this week, you know, Century for example, and this is a different event because it's ultimately past uh, the winners of the last year. But I do think that. Any sponsor, if it looks like, hey, you could have this field at your event, or you could have this field at your event, it's going to piss a couple people off. But you're going to have more money generated by well, the TV. The it. TV partners would want it too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. I mean, there's always somebody in line. Like, if you want to take that stance, there's probably somebody. But if we, if it, if money, if if the money were that easy, they would have been 
they wouldn't be making this deal if it were that easy just to go to sponsor. Hey, give me 50 million to, to put on this tournament. I mean, obviously there are some standards that are are not up, up to what these uh, sponsorships and the, that are these sponsors, what they're looking for is otherwise they would just be throwing the money around. I, I know that some of the players have left, but there's definitely something that's holding them back from just throwing the money there and then maybe not seeing the value too. So I, I don't think it's quite as easy as just like, Hey, we're going to get these guys oh, back no, here. Where's the money? Yeah. And that's why it's taking so long. Partly. I think yeah. there's obviously business financial, you know, big business and financial reasons of why it's, this is taking so long and equity sure. and all that kind of stuff and control and power. But I think the logistics of making this happen is also, also very complicated, very murky, and there's going to be I mean, this, parties pissed off regardless this, of what you do. I hate to I hate to even say that, but there's so many things going on. I know we're here to – we kind of like to dig in and have our opinion about stuff, but I think we probably know less than 1% of what's going on. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> which makes it even tougher to like – But to all of our listeners, still tune in and listen to what we have to say. Yeah, but I mean, it, when it comes to live, obviously, uh, sure. when it comes from the financial side of it and making the, the the tour work, it's just it's tough for anybody to know what's going on, yeah, um, yeah. which is a bummer. Uh, one because you know the PIF and the live are, are pretty unorganized. It seems like up until this point, so it's like, how can you really rely on anything that's being said there? Um, well, just from their side of things, but sure. um, we'll see. All right, let's let's get into twenty twenty four. Huh? Let's do a little. What do you say? Season preview, and then we'll do our picks for the century in a little bit. Um, but let's let's discuss some of the players and uh, what we're expecting out of some guys this year. So we're going to start off with biggest breakout star for twenty twenty four. Who wants to go first? Love the Gaber. Wow, oh, that's easy. That's <laughs> he's, easy. He's already starting out. He's already out. out. Like when he came out of the closet, like what are you talking about? But regardless, Broken out. I think the guy is getting ready to have a breakout season. He has broken out. Like, don't get me wrong. He he's already, you know, submitted himself as as a top player, but he has a chance to go out and win a major. He has a chance to go out and, and do more than he's had the ability to do now. He's earned his way, he's got his card. I just think ultimately that the guy is, is poised for a big season. Um, I know it's the easy one, but I just I truly think that that's that's the guy. Uh, yeah, I mean I don't. Uh, he's well, yeah, incredible. That's, yeah, that's I would have picked him too. Um, yeah, good take. <laughs> I, I mean, this is not this is not much more of a stretch, but I'm just I'm gonna maybe not it's somebody that you know. I think. Uh, uh, Scotty Scheffler wins two majors this year. So, which would... Okay. Well, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Well, I mean, when I say breakout, I mean, I just think he's yeah. going to break out and just separate himself, um, especially since I feel like he's got this budding thing figured out a little bit better. All right. Um, I'm going to give you some better names. Okay. So, one... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Better names? Well, like an actual breakout star. Like someone that's like... I mean, he's going to be a superstar. He's the number one player in the world. And then... Your two answers were awful. Okay. So okay. Go for it, buddy. Go for it, big shot. Yeah, let's see. Here's here's let's hear it. one know it all. is a is a name. Yeah, I do know it all. Um <laughs> that's what I know. Kidding. It all says. I'm kidding. Fucking ball. <laughs> um one name that you have heard plenty, and he has had a good fall, but he might be, you know, win a few times this year, a couple of times. Min Woo Lee. 
is prime big fan for a big year. Big fan. Another name I'll give you that this is an outside of the box rookie on tour that everyone's going to know his name at the end of the year. Adrian Dumont de Chassard. Yeah, no idea uh, if I pronounced that correctly. You. He's Belgian, played at uh, University of Illinois, came out of PGA Tour U this summer, played half a season on the Corn Ferry Tour, got his card. I think he is your rookie of the year when it's all mm-hmm. said and done. Makes Fed at Cups playoffs, maybe even makes the Tour Championship. Wins an event. Uh, ADC for ROI. My campaign, I'm starting. Uh, I guess we need to learn how to pronounce the guy's name then. Um, I've I've actually never heard of him. So there you go. You're right. That would be a breakout <laughs> star because I don't know the hell you're talking about. Um, mainly when I see a foreign name like that and I can't pronounce it, I don't want to sound like an idiot. So I just skip over it. <laughs> like, I don't I'm even want to try to read this. Um, I'm trying to think so of some other guys that are playing. You know, I was just looking up some names here just to refresh my memory. And one that keeps popping up is Gordon Sargent. Um, I know he didn't have a great, uh, great run at the Masters this year, but everyone says the guy's super talented. Um, so I, who knows? I've seen him right down the street. Um, he smashes he, it. The real deal. I mean, um, smashes it. I play golf out at Vanderbilt Legends Club a decent amount since I've been here in Nashville. And obviously, he's been at Vanderbilt. And the kind of word on the street is that they have a great program. And they do. They've gone back and forth with my Tar Heels all year for the number one program. Um, And they were number one and two at the end of the year this year. And kind of went back and forth with those rankings. I'm not going to say either one was better than Tar Heels. Um, But on the back side of that, what the rumor is over at the club is that they have a ton of good players, but Gordon Sargent's just at a different level. He is just has nothing but throttle in him, smokes the golf ball, and is is that guy. He, he's he's the next guy that you see. And, and Jay, we've been around and we've seen that. Um, where you're when you watch a good players, and all of a sudden this guy steps up, you're like, Oh, that, that guy's sounds different. different. That yeah. sounds different, you yeah. know. Um, and, and you just stop and watch, even though you're competing with them and you, you want to say that you're, e- e- when I say equals, I mean, you anytime you step on a golf course in a tournament, like, I'm, I'm here to win, you know, like a yeah. tiger, you said, I'm here to win. Like, and you, you try to hype yourself up and then you see somebody like that, that's just standing on the range, just smashing it. You're like, all right, all right, let's see what happens. We're going to have to come at this a different way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He's I'm going to six irons. I'm gonna cough in his backswing. I gotta, I gotta figure something <laughs> out here. Jiggle a little well, he'll, change. He'll have his card come summertime. He's already yeah. got it through PGA Tour U. Yeah. So he'll be like Ludwig. He'll be out um, come summer, not having to go through Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, yeah. So he'll yeah. get it starting probably what May, I guess. When May, yeah, whenever he's done, however far they go. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that, that wouldn't surprise me to see him, which from what I can see, the NIL money's doing well. Uh I saw him get out of a Matt Black Range Rover not long ago. <laughs> and I was like, oh well, hot dog. <laughs> I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at him. I'm not even jealous. It's just like, dude, hey, if you can do it, do it. I I promise you, I would if someone came to me. <laughs> promise oh, you. Yeah. What did he? He only got what did he get? Four starts last year, I think. Am I seeing that right? I mean, obviously played in 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 the Masters, and then I don't know what the other four were, but he got he got some starts and 
I think he made two cuts, two out of the four cuts. So, I mean, you know, when you're when you're still in college, you're playing tour events, you know, I, I, I mean, you go back and look at Tiger's amateur days playing, you know, PJ tour events, and it wasn't great. And as soon as he turned pro, pretty much, um, he just started to dominate. Um, so you never know. When some people can play professional golf and they love it, they accept it, um, and they're driven by it, others, it's really difficult. Um it doesn't sound like money is going to be uh, one of the deciding factors for him when he's playing golf. That's not going to be on his mind. I wouldn't think as much given some of the money he's got with NIL, but um, I don't know. He, his name just keeps popping up. So we'll yeah, see. he was he low, low am at the U S open last year. Finished T 39 yeah. shot two rounds in the sixties, uh, played at the John Deere shot under par and three out of the four rounds. Um, he played in the master shot 77, 76. Other than that, his highest round on the PJ tour, he shot 75 in round three of the U S open, but finished with a 69. Um, so, I mean, he's already played on big stages and yeah. posted some solid numbers. I mean, you yeah. shoot two rounds in the sixties at a U.S. open. That's some good golf, buddy. I don't You're care what anyone says. I don't care if it's 69 or what 62 shooting in the sixties. In a U.S. Open is very, very difficult, especially when you're an amateur. So yeah. the fact that he's already gotten out there on the big stage, he has a taste for what the crowds are like. He has a taste of what the the tour atmosphere is like, and he's gone out there and shown a little bit of uh, you know promise and had a little bit of success. I, I I think the guy's poised. I mean, he played in four events last year. It was the Masters, the U.S. Open, the Rocket Mortgage, which he shot one under seventy one, seventy two, respectable. Missed the cut, but respectable. It yep. wasn't like he shot 81 77. Um, yeah. and then John Deere he made the cut, shot seven under, and finished T57. Um, but again, that sort of um, experience. oh, and he has would have one of the fastest club head speeds on tour, yeah, big, big speed guy. And he, he is, you know, he reminds me of another great player that pound for pound just is really good. It's it's Justin Thomas. Um, just <laughs> one of the best players of all time. I'm going to uh, put his driving stats right now up against uh, Gordon's. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll take yeah. Gordon. But regardless, I'm just saying, <laughs> um, pound for pound, the guy is yeah. a beast, and yeah. I, I don't think he's a hair over a buck sixty soaking wet. I just looked. Game. He was he he didn't have enough starts to you know get ranked. But, 327 yards is the average driving distance. Which, yeah, his uh, average club head speed was like 125 point something. I just looked at would have put him third on tour. Yeah, that's crazy. Who's faster? Uh, Rory, maybe. No, Brandon Matthews and Cam Champ. It was a Cam Champ. He wasn't there. Um, hold please. <laughs> hold please. Cam Champ. Speaking of him, lost his card. Hmm. Yeah, he's. I don't think he's very good. He has that much. I don't. I, this is just my opinion, but the what makes him hit the ball so far uh, really hurts him with everything else. Like he just gets so much lean with his driver, so much. It's just and swinging it that fast is just hard to hard to time it up. So but Cam Champ was second. He does have some of the prettiest speed. I've ever seen. It's, it is pretty. I mean, it's it looks it smooth. smooth. It's crazy. It is very very pretty. Um, but yeah, looking at some of Sargent's stats here, I mean, they look their tour stats. Put it that way, their tour stats. His overall putting average was one point six six seven, which is really good. And when you're smoking the ball that way and and putting it like that on the greens, it's 
pretty solid. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see him and and there's a few other guys, uh, some rookies I'm interested in, like Pearson Cootie. He came out of Texas just getting box busters the last year and a half. And yeah, uh, did Parker also get his card? He also got his card. Pearson yeah. just had more success out there with wins, yeah. but uh, they both got their card. That's that's a pretty incredible statistic alone. Two twins get their card at the same time. Yeah. What are the odds of that? I mean, my God, four years ago, you could have gone to Vegas and put a dollar to win 10 million. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's just absolutely that's, nuts. That's going to be a cool story, especially if they have some success and play well. That'll be kind of cool to follow. We haven't seen we haven't seen that. We've I don't think we've we've never seen two twins with their tour card at the same time. We've seen brothers. Um yeah. quite a few quite a few brothers have been out there, but I don't think we've ever seen two twins play on the PGA. No, tour. and you're gonna have you're gonna have the Hogards are split up. Nikolai got his card, but Rasmus does not. So you'll see him in some events. You know, I'm sure Rasmus will get in a few over here. Um, but because he is a pretty good player in the DP World Tour, but Nikolai finished top ten on the DP World Tour to get his card. And so, yeah, those are another set of the only set of twins I can think of that would be remotely close currently in the active game. Yeah. But one guy I can't wait to see is Alejandro Tosti. Allegedly, this guy is a loose fucking cannon. I don't think it's allegedly. Yeah, probably not allegedly. He is a loose cannon. Is this and, the guy who came up from the corn ferry that everybody talked about how good he was, but he just he kept getting we talked about this guy on the on yeah, the pod. He, we talked about him a couple of times. He's been he was suspended. He was basically DQ'd from an event because of his behavior, and they told him to basically take a hike. Everyone he says he's like a nice out. Everyone says he's a nice guy, like not on the golf course. He's like a just a good dude. But yeah, just, and he's like five. I think he's like like a short guy, like five seven, but hits the ball nice. a mile. Like, yeah, I think he's like going to be wildly entertaining, and just and it might be some off the course stuff, or like you know, not because of what he shot on a given day, because he cuts yeah. out a volunteer, or you know, yeah, he he sounds like told Coat Nose told you know tell Coat Nose to go fuck off on the golf course or something like that, you know. Yeah, and then snaps a club and signs autographs for four hours. Yeah, it, I think he's going to be like. You know, we lost some of the drama with the douchebags that went to live. So this guy might be kind of filling in some of the void here. So I just, I just want to see what this guy gets into this year. Speaking of, how about the one live player that used to be the villain on the PGA Tour that we just never hear his name ever? Is Patrick Reed. Like, I don't hear anything about that guy. Nothing. I, I mean, he's not playing well enough to win. And he's not, I mean, we no one watches him, so no one can call in and say that he moved his ball or cheated or anything. So it's like, <laughs> we don't hear anything about that guy. I don't even know where he finished. Let's see where he finished on. Oh, uh, that's not it. Sorry. Let's see where he finished on the 2023. Oh, he finished sixth. That was a sneaky, sneaky sixth place. Finished sixth on Live Golf. Read off the top. Read off the top five money list for live. Yeah, Taylor Gooch. So this Cameron is your point Smith. list. Yeah, Brooks Gooch, Kepka. Cam Smith, Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau, Dustin Brooks Johnson. Johnson. So uh, I mean, did you guys see what just happened to number seven on the list? Yeah, I wasn't going to bring that up. Low blow. Yeah, I like him. I, let's let it go. Harold Varner, dude, just call uh, Uber. Yeah. Just, you got plenty of money. Just call an Uber. Yeah, I, I. I 
I mean, it's, he shouldn't have, obviously, he shouldn't have been driving. Obviously, I mean. Was but he like double the legal limit? Yeah. I think I think it was. Point, like, I just, I mean, I just hate how they they plastered all over the place. I'm like, he's probably already embarrassed enough. And it's like, okay, let's just post the mugshot everywhere. It's like, ah, it's like, it's so many other things that we could be worried about. And yet yeah, that's what yeah. we're going to. I don't know. Uh, I think a guy like I like, that, I like Errol like, Bonner. I think I he was one of the. He was one of the guys who was honest when he went over there. He was like one of the only guys like, look, this is a lot of money. I'm going because of the money. That's it. Like, I'm not going to tell you I'm growing the game or anything like that. I'm going because they're paying me a lot of money. And I don't think I'll ever make that much money on the PGA Tour. I'm like, good, good job. You're doing the right mm-hmm. thing. It also wouldn't surprise me because he just seems like the type of guy who's like, fuck it. Yeah. Fucked up. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I paid for True. it. It's all good. I'm, I'm good. I'm going to keep having fun. I'm just going to call an Uber next time. Yeah, it moves yeah. on from it. And it, the funny Which, part about it is like the way that the world and the media works. If he just came out and was like, yeah, I'm guilty. I did it. I got fucked up. I shouldn't have been driving. No one yeah. got hurt. I paid for it. I paid for my sins. Uh, it got plastered yeah. everywhere. I made a mistake. I'm not going to do it again. No. And then just keeps going about his day. He just seems like that kind of guy that, you know, he's got dumb yeah. feathers. He lets shit roll yeah. off his back. And I think, unfortunately... In, he probably will uh, take it, take it, take that route. I'm, I haven't heard him say anything yet, but well, look, let's talk about the reality of the situation. He was, or he is, um, he's a black golfer that came up in a historically white sport that I, he dealt with a lot of controversy throughout his career. I mean, when I was in um, Charlotte, I heard about reasons that and I won't name any clubs, but I heard about reasons that he didn't go play at certain clubs because he felt like he was treated different, even after he was on tour. And he shied away from certain clubs because he didn't feel like he was treated fairly. So ultimately, you know that he has duck feathers to have been able to ride that storm. That's the unfortunate society in the United States of America. Um, But he just seems like a guy that is used to letting stuff roll off his back. I'm going to do me. And I respect and love that about that guy. He's going to do what he does. He's going to be him. And he's going to be honest at all, at all, um, all crossroads. So I think ultimately this doesn't really affect him. I don't think, I think this is a small speed bump that he just goes right over and keeps it moving. Yeah. And I wish him nothing but the best big fan. Let's go to my next agenda topic here. And I put this on there for one reason and one reason only come back, come back player of the year. Oh, I kind of want to hear what you think first. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're if we go first, up. it's going to be a dumb take. No, well, yeah, yeah you're teeing this up. So let's talk about it. JT. Yeah, baby. I mean, he, maybe that was his plan all along. Maybe that was his plan all along to to win comeback player of the year. I mean, he's, JT is going to regain his form, find it, and be that top, top 10 player in the world again that we all know he is. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. But, uh, you know, I was thinking about this because they're talking about Fowler getting it for last year, and I think it's deserving. But it's also got to be that, like, little bit of a slap in the face award that you get. It's like, I never wanted to be comeback player of the year. I never wanted to have shitty years. I never wanted to have to come back from something, but I did. And, it, yeah, sure, it's yeah. great to win an award for it, but at the same time, ah, I, I could have not went run won the award and been just as good. How have they not announced the award winners, by the way? I was reading something and someone was talking about Eric Cole, who's like a finalist for the rookie of the year. I'm like, wait a minute, they haven't announced that yet? No, they've not. That is weird. I would have thought that that would have come before the end of the year, the end of the calendar year. I mean, the or, season is over. Yeah, yeah I, I know. Over. Yeah, I mean, we're two days away from the new season starting and we don't know who won rookie of the year, player of the year, and all that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, that is strange. I wonder I if uh, then maybe they're preoccupied with other things right now. <laughs> not so, not maybe. so uh, worried yeah, about here's, the... here's a conspiracy for you. You ready for this? John Rom won Player of the Year, and they don't want to announce it. Maybe, yes, maybe, yes. Until they figure out what they're doing with the with the PIF. Because the I'm looking at this article. The nominees came out on December fourth for Player of the Year: Wyndham Clark, Victor Hovland, Roy McIlroy, John Rom, Scotty Scheffler, and then the Rookie of the Year: Ludwig Aberg, Eric Cole, Nico Echevarria, and Vincent Norman, uh, who's also a name to look out for this year. But I'm wondering if John Rom won it, and they were like, "Fuck this guy." That's a good point. They're like, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna do this year. Yeah, we're gonna see if we're anyone just, let it go. Maybe, maybe people will just forget about this." <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's voted voted on by the peers, so it's like they can't get away from it. It's, it's voted on by the other players, so <laughs> that's funny. That'd be that'd be great. That so, would uh, that would throw a wrinkle. All right, let's get to the good stuff. So let's predict our major winners this year. Uh, we went 0-12 last year. Got it. We did. Masters played at Augusta National. Thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> Who's your winner, McLean? Colin Morikawa. Wow. Okay. Wow. Jay? Uh, I mean... I still think uh, I still think Scotty Scheffler's gonna win the Masters. Okay, I know that's not a, like it's a, it sounds like no. an easy pick, but I just I think he's gonna win. I think you, if you don't have to make easy picks. I think if he's if he's hitting the ball as well as he's continued, he's been hitting in the last two years. If he's even remotely close to that, and he's and he gets some confidence on the greens, and we all know how difficult those greens are. But again, the biggest thing. As we when we had Curtis on, it's a it's a second shot golf course, and if you take, but you still need to be able to be you have to be competent on the greens, and still have relatively good feel, so you can two putt these crazy you know putts that you have out there. And if he's got you know if he's got some good feelings, get some confidence, and he continues to hit the ball the way he does, I he, I just don't know who's going to beat him. But anyway, it's hard, hard to argue pick, with that. But what's that? Hard to argue with that. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go Victor Hovland. I don't know. I agree. I think he's destined for a green jacket. I, I agree. Uh, I he agree with that. He drives it well. He's a great iron player. His chipping, his short game has gotten way better. He puts it sufficiently enough, like you said, Jay, to win. Um, when there, he's well, going to he, hit it so close and hit it into the right quadrants that you don't really need to putt that well. That's why it's kind of a second shot golf course. You got to putt really well when your iron game sucks and you got to go up and over these ridges and play 12 feet of break and that kind of stuff. But when you're hitting it so well, you can use the slopes to funnel it back towards the flag and you don't need to be the greatest putter in the world. And I think sure. Victor Hovland can kind of continues his heater from the fall and he's going to win the Masters. I like that. I mean, I, w- I would. He would have been my next pick, honestly. Again, I didn't go out on, on a huge limb there, but <laughs> we're not stretching by any many. No, we're not way. picking breakout stars here. This is actual yeah. who's going to win the biggest events of the year. So, uh, who you guys got? Uh, PJ Championship back to Valhalla this year, which has done a lot of work to the golf course, I believe. So I'm not positive of quite the style of who will win there. 
but I'll go. I think it's Max Homa gets it done. It's a golf course. I think in past years, looking at it, sets up well. It's kind of a similar, you know, to a, reminds me of a Quail Hollow kind of venue that he's won at a couple times. And I think he's been playing some of the best golf in the world in the last couple of years. I think he gets off the schneid uh, and wins at Valhalla. I got another guy getting off the schneid. Ricky Fowler. Wow. Yeah, I agree. I, I, he's he's obviously proven that he can compete in these majors. Obviously, last year coming back and then being in the final group at the U.S. Open, but there was just three or four years ago he finished second, uh, like in three of the four majors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, top five in all all four of them. So he can handle the moment. Uh, I think it's just a matter of whether his his game is there. He's confident he can handle the moment. Yeah, agreed. Um, you talked about Quail Hollow, and it's a Quail Hollow esque golf course. Do, who do you know has won a, a PGA Championship at Quail Hollow? Rory McIlroy. No. Oh, oh wait. Oh, Justin Thomas. I think Justin Thomas, a Kentucky can only, boy. He can only win the PGA Championship. You know, in what? Kentucky. You know, it's going to happen. I don't know if I want it to happen, but I think it's going to happen. I think that's a better pick than mine. I, and I would, I was saving boy him for the at Open, home. But yeah, I do like that pick. That's the best pick. Wow. I agree, I agree with that. I'm so glad this is recorded. <laughs> now I need to go put some cash on it. <laughs> you probably get great odds on it right now. Yeah, now you need yeah, a I drink, probably man. would. I just need him to start the year pretty poorly and then then load up. I did after this show that we did last year, I did put 10 bucks on all my major winners and yeah, oh, for, but, but and I was like, you know, I'll just throw 10 bucks on them all. <laughs> Worth it. God, can worth it. DraftKings have that future out yet? Yeah. All right. Oh, yes, they're definitely out. I was looking at the Masters lines this morning. Just like, <laughs> uh, U.S. Open winner at Pinehurst number two. Hmm. Yeah. I'll say mine. <laughs> no one's volunteering first. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Rodriguez Rom. <laughs> that's how you want to put it. John Rom wins mean, actually, the US Open. I think that's a great pick. He he's used to playing on that type of grass. I mean, he I, I have and, and he's John Rom. And I, yeah, he's John Rom. I think this is how it's gonna play out for John. I love this. Let's hear the take. He's he's gonna have some time adjusting to this new life. Maybe some extra scrutiny when he shows up at the Masters. Defending champion, there's going to be a little drama there. Life on live is very different than life on the PGA Tour. I think his game's going to be a little out of sorts at the beginning of the year. But then I think he's going to have something to prove and likes that. He likes a fire under his ass. It works well for him. And I think come the u.s open his game is going to be rounding into form he's going to want to prove everyone wrong and give everyone the middle finger and john rom wins the u.s open mm. yeah i mean uh, obviously i wanted to to pick him but you went first so you can still pick him we can agree yeah, i know it's rare yeah. on this show but we can that, agree. that wouldn't be any fun uh-huh. <laughs> McLean, I got. I'm narrowing it down here. Well, you, I'll let you go. See, just to see if it's the the same same person. Brooks Kepka. Okay. Any reason? 
for Brooks Kepka? I think the course will set up well for him. Um, he's just really kind of an all-around guy. He's not a guy that has a bunch of weaknesses. He drives the ball pretty long, but pretty straight. Um, good iron player, good around the greens. I think Pinehurst is a place where you can get exposed quickly if you're hitting it wayward. I think if you're hitting it short, I think if your iron game's not on and your wedge game's not on, I mean, I know that sounds stupid. It's like, yeah, if you drive the ball well and hit your irons well, chip and putt well, you can win a golf tournament. You know, you're sure. going to win, yeah. But when you I'll look come at, for the hard analysis, when you look guys. at a yeah. U.S. Open setup, we're talking a guy who's already won two of them. Yeah. Um, I just think he's someone that is he, he's got a good chance of winning. Uh, I, by the way, I did just put ten dollars on Justin Thomas at plus thirty five hundred to win the PGA. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I feel like it'd be better than that. Yeah, I know that'd be longer odds than that. Well, yeah. I wanted to go ahead and get it in because he's going to play so well this spring that the odds were going to go down. <laughs> no, I, I agree with that, but I just thought yeah. as of right now where we stand, it would be longer than that. Yeah, I'll, I I just figured I'd go ahead and get it in. Good play. Good play. Um. So, obviously, we've have you got it all played Pioneer's number two. I have you played it, Mike? You haven't, I haven't you played, played the played? Reno. I haven't played it since it's been redone. We used to have our high um, school uh, state championship there. You still have to drive the ball and play. Um, I mean, it's it's obviously firm, fast. They want balls running all over the place, running into the you know the waste area with footprints and everything in there. So, I mean, this is a boring pick, but I'd said that Scotty Scheffler went two majors, and I think he wins the U.S. Open. There's a second he one. Hits a cut off the tee, obviously the best iron player in the game. And if he's – this is, again, in my opinion, another golf course. It's a second-shot golf course. So you really have to – really have to control your ball on the green. Otherwise, you, you know, the balls are sloping all over the place. And mm-hmm. I think he's the best. And like I said, if he, if, he, if he continues to putt even remotely better than what he's done, I think this is his second major. But I'll give you another name. If he doesn't um, – if he doesn't get it done or just because I've already picked him – I think this could be the year that Tommy Fleetwood just sneaks, oh, God, sneaks I'd love to see it. it. Uh, love to see him do it. But again, another guy, incredibly great ball striker, has played well in majors, um, just hadn't got it done yet. I know it'd be tough. Uh, he still hasn't won on the PGA Tour. No, I think he's going to win on the PGA Tour this year. Yeah, I, but I'm I'm wondering personally. I'm like, it, it's for him. It's because he's 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 from overseas. I, I know it's a big deal for him to win a PJ Tour event, but it wouldn't surprise me if his first PJ Tour event is the U.S. Open as a major. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, that. I think he can do it. He's been in the limelight for three, four, or five years now. It's not like he's some no name that that would win his first you know PJ Tour event would be a, a major. I think he's been in the been in the mix for a long time. So there's a one A and one B. Okay, I like it. And then our last major, Royal Troon, for the Open Championship. That's where I've got Fleetwood winning. Okay. But yeah, I think you definitely could do it there, too. But. I like it. Jay? Um, I mean, again, I don't think this is the sexy pick, but I do think Victor Hovland's going to win one. Um, okay. I, I think he's obviously played well. Played well there last was it last year? No, two years ago. It was last year. Two years ago. Anyway, he was right in the mix and obviously couldn't get it done. Yeah, it was he, uh two years ago at, at yeah. um St. Andrews. That's right. Um 
but I think obviously he's he's made some huge huge strides with his creativity around the greens and short game, which you certainly need plenty plenty of, um, you know, playing over there. So I think he gets uh, he gets his first one, and it's uh, it's for the British Open. Okay. I'm taking John Rahm to win twice. Nice. Wow. I don't want to. I don't want to. But, but you think it's, think it's going to happen? Yeah, I just I just see it happening. So no other live. Oh, it's somebody. Did somebody say Brooks Kepka? Yeah, you did. Yeah, but no Cam Smith. Cam no, hasn't played that great. No Dustin yeah, Johnson for me. I still am amazed that Cam Smith plays as well as he does with his golf swing. I mean, that thing is looping all over the cl- place at the top. He, I mean, he is an incredible putter, an incredible wedge player. But, I mean, eventually, you feel like if he gets a little off, it's going to be really off. But, yeah. I don't know. He looked a little large to me. Uh, when oh, I saw some, a little weight? Some, I saw some pictures and videos of him when he missed the cut down at the Australian Open. Um, he wasn't. He's obviously never Brooks Kepka, you know? But And he did just get married. He just got married. Um, so anyway, he, he just looked like he put on a little weight. So it's one of those, uh, how much are you trying? Or you just <laughs> yeah, out, out, in the, out in the boat fishing and, and slugging back beers, you know? Well, sounds fun. <laughs> uh, who do you guys got as your FedEx Cup champion for the year? Mm. Roy McIlroy. Oh, okay. Wow. He's good at that. He is oh. good at that. He's good. He just that. doesn't show any signs of letting up. I I think it's probably going to be. I'm going to give you two names. I think it's going to be like a Colin Morikawa or a Victor Hovland. The guys who just they they never. Sometimes they may never. They may not win ten times in a year, but I feel like they just play well all year round. And if they get hot at the end of the year, um, I think I think it'll be somebody like that. Rory obviously you can't you can't count him out when it comes to stuff like that. He knows Scotty, those golf if he's going to have two major yeah. wins. He's gonna yeah. Be- it's, He's going to be way up there, but if somebody outside of the the names that we've we've thrown around, I think it would be something like Colin Markawa would be a sneaky one, especially now that he's hitting that new tailor made Max driver. I heard just sending. We'll it. see. We'll so, get all the so forgiving. All the new uh, tidbits this weekend of, of new clothing deals. We were talking about Jason Day before. Just awful, awful attire. Just. He he's always been wanting to kind of push the envelope a little bit when it comes to stuff like that. Oof, not good with Malbon Golf. It's just not 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 a good look. Sorry, Jason Day. <laughs> Love you, mean it, but just not not a good look. Uh, I have Victor Hovland as my FedEx Cup champion, back to back FedEx Cup champion. Uh, I just I think he's on a massive heater and is ascending to our next bullet point, world number one. Yeah, I I agree with that. I mean, it's. Yeah. You mean by the end of the year? Who's by the, end, by the end of the year? At this point, a year from now, New Year's twenty twenty five. I think Victor Hovland is your number one player in the world. Yeah, I think he wins three or four times this year. Where does Ludwig end up in the world rankings at the end of the year? Fifteen. What is he now? Anybody know? Thirtieth or something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. He may even get in the top ten. I mean, I wouldn't. He, he needs to improve his iron play. If you look at his stats, his iron play is not as good. His driving is all world, uh, but his iron play is he's a he's losing strokes gained in his iron play right now. 
And what does have you have you dug in see what area is it wedge play mid iron long iron? I have it not that far. Yeah. No. Come on, Mike. Sorry, I apologize. I don't know everyone's <laughs> stats and their freaking dispersions from 125 to 150 yards. No, but he's <laughs> he is right. So looking at it right now, his approach to the green is his worst statistic. Yeah. And it's a ball striker's world, man. As we've yeah, talked approach about. Approach to the green, 107th. Yeah, uh, not good second enough. Second strokes gained off the tee, tenth and strokes gained total, forty second and strokes gained putting, one oh seventh approach to the green. What's his around the green? Around the green, hold please. Thirty ninth. Yeah. Okay. So that's not a that's not a good sign. That's a classic case of a of a guy who can drive it long, great short game, good putter, taking advantage of his length. But when they play certain golf courses where maybe that driver is not as as much of a weapon, he's going to struggle. And we haven't seen him on any real hard venues yet. Yeah. So even the venues he's played are easy, and he's a negative strokes gain player. So I think that will hold him back. I think because he drives it so well and puts it pretty, you know, top half of the, the tour, he's going to have a lot of high finishes. You're going to see him in contention. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't know in the biggest events of the year at the hardest golf courses, I don't know what you're going to get from him unless he cleans up that iron play. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I'll, I'll I'd be curious to dig in. I've watched him swing quite a bit and I was just, there was little things that you pay attention to, you notice and you're like, Oh, this, this is a good looking swing. But then there are a couple little things when you slow it down, you're like, mm, I wonder if this is a problem. So it's, funny that you say that because I, I really didn't look at his stats in terms of his iron play and, and what exactly it's holding back like i said there's a there's different some guys are great long iron players and there's guys who are great mid iron players and and wedge players and i'm curious to see which which area is really it's kind of uh wedges back. that's not i mean that's really not good for a guy who hits it as long as he does so looking from the from 50 to 75 yards he's uh this is proximity to hole He's 75th in 75 to hundred yards. He's 37th from hundred to one twenty five. He's 144th. Oh, that's not, that, that's not good. Yeah. That's that's, he's going to have a lot of that. Even on the PJ tour, if you're hitting at 350, you, you know, you're going to have this, this bunch of 450, 460 yard holes. You're, you're going to get a bunch of little wedges and yeah, from 125 to 150, he's 84th. So not much better, a little better. Now, long irons, he's actually pretty good. When he, 175 to 200 yards, he's fourth. Hmm. Um, 200 to 225, he's seventh. But you, you get him with a wedge in his hand, and he's not good. A very free-flowing swing, a lot of face rotation coming through the ball, um, which means you can – it's free, lets it go. He probably hits his long iron, like you said, hits his long irons great. Not not quite as great with with short wedges. Not going to give you that control that you're probably looking for. But yeah, so he's still pretty. I, pretty I think he's going to be up there a whole bunch. You're going to see his name a lot. Yeah, a lot. He'll probably get another win. It won't be at the hardest venue or the hardest field. And yeah. I love the guy. I think he's going to be an, a a star, but he's going to have to be that star that develops some of his skills first. Yeah. Um, um, all right. Anything else looking forward to previews, predictions, prognostications no, for 2024? I 
without domestication. I, I want to see. I'm I'm ready to see Tiger play in some tournaments. There we go. I love it. I'm curious to see what clothes he wears. I know that sounds silly, <laughs> but I mean, literally, I am. I mean, I mean, we've never seen him wear anything other than Nike or the 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 shit that he used to wear when he was an amateur. That was the last time we saw him wear anything other than Nike. Um, so it's I mean, I know like, it sounds kind of petty, but like I, I don't know. I'm it's 25 years. I've only seen him wear Nike. It'll be weird to see what he what he wears next. Well, it's funny because like him and Jordan, when they have their own abilities, they're not necessarily good dressers. Um, <laughs> like Jordan, Jordan wears some the weird only stuff. Person I've ever seen still rocking cargo pants with the long drawstrings. Like, bro, what what are you doing? Yeah, like, I'm not trying to hate on you. So Tiger still wears cargo shorts. I still see him wear cargo yeah, shorts. That's exactly. That's what I'm just like. But what? Why? Like you could you could have a stylist that just helps you not look shitty, and you don't. He's the goat. He can do whatever he wants. Do whatever he wants. That's right. That is right. Um, but yeah, and I don't know. That's just something fun. I'm curious to see. It's always fun beginning of the year to see, like you said, Mike, what's everybody wearing? What shoes are they wearing? What you know, gear are they playing? What new clubs are out? What's working? What's not working? What's going to be the new, you know, the new buzz? Last year was a jailbird putter that you know everybody was using. You know, Fowler and Keegan and um, gosh, Wyndham Clark, you know, so I don't know what's, what's going to be the 2024 version of that. Yeah. I love this time of year with the, all the gear who's making what change, uh, what are they putting in the bag? What new steps, you know, even if they stayed with a brand, yeah. What are they putting in for the new, uh, you know, new stuff. So yeah, we're kind of nerdy like that. Some people might not care, but we do. I think if you like golf, you should care. Who's making a putter change? Who's making a ball change or a driver change? Or... Yeah, I yeah. think we'll see more of that at the Sony. Um, but just such yeah, a bigger field. field. Yeah. Which I will say, I was surprised. I mean, even just looking at the amount of players that are in the century, there's a lot of events now. I mean, well, that's like... not all winners now. That's why. Oh, I missed. That's right. That's right. They took out. It's now just the century, not tournament of champions. So it's it's winners and uh, top fifty in the FedEx Cup. That's right. So what's the field like? Fifty, fifty-seven, fifty-eight guys, something like that. Yeah, fifty-eight. I'm looking at fifty-nine. I'd forgotten about that, and I was looking at earlier. I'm like, man, this is a big field for this event. (laughs) Yeah, that's why. So let's get to it. Uh, Century Kapalua. Love the scenes. Love sitting on my couch late at night. Watching the the waves and the pretty views and um yeah, everyone's pretty familiar with, with this golf course. We've seen it every year for a long time now. And so uh who wants to go first? Uh wait. All right, are we having a season long bet this year? And what is oh, it? Oh yes. Oh yes. We've got to do a season long bet. Let's do it. Defending champ over there. No, I'm still slighted. I'm not I'm not in. <laughs> Since like he seems so excited to so burned. I got so burned by this. Okay, here's another uh, thing. Do we do we have a punishment for last place? Absolutely. I'm I'm more excited for that. Even though it'll probably be me now. We need to, that's how it rolls. Our next post, we need to let the listeners vote. Give us your give us your uh we'll go the top three suggestions and we'll vote on it. I like that. Okay. I like that. I like that. Um, that way it gives us a little bit of an out if people get a little too creative (laughs) yeah i'm good with that i'm good all right all right well so we'll we'll the winner what's the winner got 
50 from each man? Yeah. I'm good with that. 100 bucks. Okay. Wouldn't we get something from the, each man? The loser can't be, can't be worse than giving away, you know, more than 50 bucks and then some. Obviously, you're going to take a little bit more. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not wearing a tutu to play golf anywhere or anything like that. It's a good one. Uh, I'd love to see you walk out to the foundry on a Sunday morning wearing that. I'm, I'm, I may pay in golf balls. (laughs) It's also acceptable. Yeah. Accepted form of currency on this podcast. So, all right. So 50 bucks to the winner from each guy. We'll do the same kind of point system that we did last year. And the loser will have some sort of punishment to be determined uh, by our viewers. Listeners. Listeners. Sorry. Listeners. Oh, it's all good. All right. Uh, I'm ready. Go I'll, first. I'll spit mine out. I'm, I'm going to roll through it. I'm kind of right. All my guys are right in the middle of the pack here. I went with the, all the value plays and some guys who've had some success here. At the bottom, 6,900, Brendan Todd. Um, he's played... He's only played here once, I think, and and had a decent finish. Um, so we'll see see how he does. Uh, next up, eighty four hundred Tony Finau. Shocker, of course, course is fit for him. Um, and then your boy with his new Malbon gear, Jason Day, eighty five hundred. Yeah, he's uh, gonna be he's gonna be itchy, uncomfortable. This is gonna be you know, it's, it's gonna be a mess. Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and the, a lot of names that you guys have, we've talked about Ricky Fowler, 8,600 bucks. Um, this guy, I mean, I feel like this is, this place is like fit for this guy. Just a cool collected dude, just ready to just play golf in this type of atmosphere. Um, and then, uh, Aberg, 8,700 bucks. And then I top it off with another middle grade guy who you just never know what you're going to get from him. But, uh, I'm going to give Jordan Spieth, uh, a go here at 8,800 bucks. He's okay. obviously played, played well here in the past. Maybe not as of late, but uh, he has played well here. Love it. All right. Uh, I'll start from the bottom. Guy who's had a really good little fall season. Long hitter, the llama. Um, Mr. Luke List at 6,200. I think a big. Oh, you must be, you must be dropping some heavy hitters. If you get Luke, if you got Luke in this at 6,200. Buddy, he's, he's, He's had a really good fall season. I just think this course is oh, for him. I, I know I'm I'm I agree. I'm just saying because he's only 62, you must be dropping some big boys at the top. You fit in to find out. Well, and so Luke <laughs> Luke List fits a uh model. So I forget they don't have the exact stat on me, but seven of the last eight winners of century won an event between the FedEx Cup playoffs and the century. So they won a fall event, even if it was on the DP World Tour. PGA Tour FedEx Cup event. He fits that because he won. How Sanderson. many? How many of the last uh, seven in the last eight years? Seven. He finished eleventh there last year. So he obviously, and he won Sanderson back in the fall. So yeah, and he won Sanderson back in the fall. There you go. Uh, uh, moving up to kind of a sneaky one, Matt Wallace, sixty six hundred dollars. He's twelve for twelve in his last twelve events and four top tens. Sixty six hundred. I think is a solid pick. Um. Up from there, Ludwig got him at 8,700 for all the reasons we've already mentioned. Um, moving up from there, guy who's really high in the power rankings. You guys know how I like to utilize those. Uh, Mr. Tom Kim, he's played well here. Uh, so I've got him at 8,900. And then Mr. Colin Morikawa at 9,100 and rounding out 
with, I know some of you guys' favorite, Mr. Max Homa. I left $800 on the board this week. I looked wow. at some guys and I almost changed it up. And I'm just like, you know what? I just like this squad. I okay. just like this squad. So I'm sticking with them. All right. We got a couple duplicates here, McLean. So I'll start at my bottom. Uh, the general consensus of my team, I, think I would consider five of these guys. They're probably, I would say, elite iron players, top 25 or so in, in trophy can approach the green. Don't know that for a fact, but I went with, this is a wide, wide-ass fairways. So you don't really need to drive the ball that well. Everyone's going to be in the fairway. So it's it's an iron player's game. Uh, and then can you make a few putts? It kind of turns into a little bit of a putting contest. So I have uh, $6,700, Tom Hoagie. He's uh, a good iron player, and he can fill it up. When he gets hot, he he's not afraid of a 63 or 62 out there, which you can see around this golf course. And it's going to be a low, low number wins this tournament. Uh, so Third I like Tom Hoagie. Year. Yep. Then I go up to uh, Denny McCarthy. Uh, not a fantastic iron player, but solid iron player and can fill it up with the putter. I like him at 7,300. Then I go to Eric Cole, 7,400. Again, kind of fits my mold of, of what I'm looking for. Then I go to kind of my my three horses here. Um, one of them is going to win, but I got uh, Tom Kim, 8,900. Again, good iron player, puts it well to make a lot of birdies. He fits the mold. He won back in the fall, so he fits that mold of uh, winning prior to the century. Then I go Maximus Homa, $9,700, another great iron player, a good putter. I like him to to finish high and another guy who just loves this golf course one here back in the day, not I'd say back in the day, like four years ago, five years ago, Xander Shoffley, 10,000. So I'm i uh, I'm fairly happy with my squad. Very confident. In the first event of the year. <laughs> Good. Fine. Where you want me, go. right? But, um, yeah. Nice. That's good. I mean, I'm yeah. I like all your picks. I think they're. I mean, they all make sense. I mean, especially when you get a condensed field like this. Condensed Everybody, field. Yeah. Yeah. You get the top thirty guys. They all look good. Yep. Uh, so. All right. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, real golf back again. Here we go. Jen, say anything else? That's all I got. No, man. Enjoy the week. Watch a little golf. Season has begun. I was definitely thinking of one word was coming out of McLean's mouth and it didn't. So before it does, thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers.